Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. Come on, somebody say his word. <clears throat> my heart. Say it again. Say his word. On my heart. How many knows most of the time in our lives, what goes, comes out of our mouth throughout the week is what's on our heart. So my question to you is, how much of that is his word? <laughs> Pastor B come out swinging sometimes. It's that nervous laugh. I know some of y'all laugh like, oh, that was funny, but oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. When his word gets written, when his word gets written and deposited into our hearts, our lives truly become his story. When, 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 and it's not just, it can't just be that they're written on my heart, but when God's word is deeply rooted inside of my heart, my life becomes his story. Amen? So my question today is, how is your story today? Is your story pointing people to Jesus, or is your story, is your story pointing people to your, your, your things? Hello, church. I, I, sometimes I, I, I beg God, please help me, help me to, to not come out really swinging. Like, you know, but, but these are the things that, 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 these are the areas of our lives when we possess things. The problem isn't us possessing things, it's when, when those things begin to possess us. Well, let me lighten up just a little bit. Let me just, let me just back up just a little bit. I just feel like I just, like, just suck the air out of the room. It's like, Pastor B, just, you know, you don't go out on a first date. Um, well, I should probably be careful there too. But you just don't go on a first date trying to just give her everything you got. Come on, somebody. Right? I come out swinging. And sometimes you got to ease into that, that first date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes Pastor B's like that baseball player knows he's got it. Just bam, home run on the first shot. <laughs> How many glad you came to church today? Man, I'm so glad you guys are here today. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. God is up to something. And hey, let me just say this. If you've missed the past couple weeks, and I know there are those that have, I know you're probably thinking as the church grows, do they really even know if I miss? Let me tell you something. Amy and I, wherever we go to eat at, whatever that drive is to Gainesville, normally that's where we're headed, um, that 35-minute drive, we're naming the people that we missed in service. And, and, and we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're working and, and, and checking on people and, and all of those things. And we have an incredible uh, leadership team that is doing that. But last week, there was like four, as, 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 as crowded as this room was, there was four, we counted 40 people of our family that weren't here. So when you're not here, you're missed. And I just believe that God, this, is not a, this isn't condemnation because, I mean, vacation and all those things are coming, that's great. But what I'm trying to tell you is, dude, God has something for you, and he's, he's preparing something for you. There's a word for you today, and it's, and it's important that you're here. And those that are tuned in by Facebook, I want to go ahead and just welcome you in as well. We're excited that you're here, those on podcast. There's a reason why you're sitting in this room today. There's a reason why you tuned in on Facebook. There's a reason why you're listening going down the road to your car because God has a word for you. And I'm just, I'm just of the presumption, uh, assumption, I don't want to miss out on what God has for me. I want his word written on my heart because I don't want people to see my story. I want them to see his story lived out through me. And I, that's my prayer for you as well. So last week, 
I spoke to you from the subject Party of Four. If you missed last week, I encourage you to go back uh, to podcast and check it out. Party of Four, we start dealing with relationships. Now, relationships is, it can be a very touchy subject. And um, relationships is something that I really feel like we should talk about at least once or twice a year uh, instead of just instead of dodging things. And I'm, I'm going to just be honest, my responsibility isn't to, isn't to give you the word so much that you can walk around your, your town with a puffed up chest. I mean, I'm, I'm a deep theologian and I know the word. And that's not my goal is not to, my, that, that, should be, that should be your desire, not, not the arrogance and the puffed upness, but to get enough word. My responsibility is to, is to, is to take this word and make it applicable to your life every day. Okay, so, 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 so a lot of people, he's just not real deep. He's kind of funny sometimes. I, I'm not real deep, but it's sometimes the smallest areas of our lives, including relationships, that we get tripped up on. If you can't get to small areas, you ain't ready for the deep. My grandson, he, he, uh, Tegan, uh, you know, that's G-Daddy's boy, and, and he loves to come to the pool. He's been telling us since last summer, G-Daddy, I'm coming to the pool. I'm like, buddy, there's no water in the pool right now. It's just above-ground pool. And, uh, but now that he knows G-Daddy put some water in there, he's telling Mama every day, let's go to G-Daddy's house. Let's go to Nan's house. We got to go swimming in G-Daddy's pool. And he's not ready for me just to throw him out into the deep. He thinks he is. I don't need these little floaties. I can do it. G-Daddy. But how many knows if you go out to the deep and you haven't mastered, you go to the beach this summer and you step right up where the waves start to break and you start feeling the, the dirt, the sand move out from under your feet. That's what happens. You're not ready to go. You're freaking out over this. Little stuff. So sometimes we're going to talk about the little stuff, but really what you need to understand is the little stuff is just disguised as big stuff because relationships are pretty big stuff to God. Okay? Are you good? I tried to crank it back a little bit, but that's just not happening. So we're going full steam ahead today. And so as I was started preparing today's message, I really felt like the Holy Spirit said, we need to st- stick around on relationships. We need to stick around on relationships. So as I prepare to dive in, I want to say this right, excuse me, right off the bat. <clears throat> this message and this series of messages over the next few weeks Yes, Amy's going to be coming up next week, so we'll take a little break from relationships unless the Holy Spirit leads her to tie that in, but no pressure. I just was saying that. That wasn't an an innuendo of any kind. Um, But over the next few weeks, what I want you to understand is this message and this collection of talks is for you. This is how I want to prove it. If you're married here today, I want you to stand to your feet. Even if your spouse isn't here and you're married, I want you to stand to your feet. If you're single, ready to mingle... And, and, and you're stepping towards being married, you can stand at this time. Okay? No pressure. No pressure. We just looking to see who's about ready to tie that knot. Uh, well, mom and dad are here. I don't know if I should. You stand up in Jesus' name. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Check this out. So for the rest of you, if you have air in your lungs, would you stand? If, you, if you're breathing, if you're not, if nobody moves and you're still there, we call a 911, okay? <laughs> okay. This message is for you. This collection of talks is for you. If you're in this room, if you're not able to stand, let me tell you, this message is for you, okay? You can be seated. I wanted to prove the point. Today's message is for you. Listen, if your marriage is awesome right now, 
This message and this series is for you. If you haven't talked to your spouse in three weeks, <laughs> bless your heart, this message is for you. If, if you're single and ready to mingle, this message is for you. If you're sa- single and satisfied, if you're secure in your singleness, this message is for you. If you're recently divorced and feel shame, listen to this pastor right here today. If you're recently divorced or been divorced and you're single, or if you're remarried, let me tell you, don't feel shame. This message is for you. If you've made some big mistakes in your relationships recently or a long time ago, this message is for you. Bottom line, this message is for everybody. Nudge that person next to you. It's the only time you get to do this today. Spouses, listen. Listen to me. It's the only time you get to say this message is for you to your spouse, okay? <laughs> so turn to somebody around and tell them, say, this message is for you. Yeah, yeah. So as we go through this collection of talks over the next few weeks, your prayer should not be, God, what are you saying to my spouse? That's why I said what I just did. That's the only time you get to go, <clears throat> you listen to the preacher. That's the only time. Your prayer should, should not be, God, what are you saying for the person on the other side of the room? How many knows that sometimes we try to connect what the pastor is saying or what Jesus is saying to something we know about somebody else on the other side of the room? Come on, somebody. I know y'all ain't going to talk to me right there, but it's true. Because what's the least likely thing that we're going to say is, God... What do you have for me today? Because that's, that's, that's a transparency that makes us feel real uncomfortable. What can, I, what can I learn today for me? So at the very beginning of creation, this is what God said. It is not good for man to be alone. Now, this is not just in marriage. Hear me. Don't do life alone. Dude, we had so much fun last night at the bowling alley. It was so hot in there. I, I didn't know if the air was broke. Did we didn't pay enough. We didn't get air on that side of the room. I don't know what happened, but it was, it was hot. It was crazy. The air was broken. They told us as we left because <laughs> they didn't want to tell us as we walked in. No, anyway. Don't do life alone. Don't do life without community. Don't do life without family. I understand that for some of you in this room, this is the only family you have left. Or your family may be alive and there's some, that's why we're talking about relationships, but maybe, maybe, maybe there's things that aren't cool in your relationship. What you need to understand is, just like I do, this is probably sometimes the, the, the only family that we have. Now, God has a master plan for your life and for the relationships that you come in contact with. And I'm going to dip back into last week. Not every relationship you have, not every person in your circle is, should be a part of that master plan. <laughs> Listen. Anything good in your life, you can go ahead and start taking notes. I hadn't even given you the message title yet. It's okay. Anything good in your life, listen to me, relationships take work. This is more of a teaching. This isn't more than, than just a shout me down, preacher, we love it, praise God. This is, this is study time. This is, this is what can I take away today to start working on some areas in my life. Listen, anything good in your life takes work. Relationships, it, God said it's not it's not good for you to be alone, therefore I'm providing relationships, and you got to work at it. And I'm here today to tell you it's worth the work. But it's the exact opposite of what culture is telling us about relationships. Hollywood, Hollywood is screaming, 
Love is easy. That's what, that's what Hallmark tells us, right? Hallmark Channel, Lifetime. Love is easy. And guys, if it's not easy, it must not be love. So leave. That's what Hollywood tells us, right? They make that look so glamorous. Listen. Relationships, I'm going to say it again. Relationships take work. This is another note taker for you. Some of this stuff's not going to be on the screen. Relationships are, for relationships also require forgiveness and they also require grace. Relationships require, it's not a thought, it's a requirement for forgiveness and for you to, to show grace. Uh, he, Adam just said this verse when I was back then. I listened, I wrote it down because I know the verse, but I wanted to make sure I jog my memory. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you desires of your heart. Or, delight yourself in the Lord, right? We quick to say, God, I've been working hard. I've been putting some money back and I see this boat. Or I see this John Deere tractor. <laughs> Amy's like, please, no, we don't even need a John Deere tractor. We might. <laughs> we got some property, 12 acres. We're going to need some John Deere tractors. Pastor B already told, did I not tell you, Andy, if you need somebody to help with the, with the skidster, what, I, I'm your man. Just <laughs> broke my heart. Broke my heart. Man, you just don't know what, you don't know what B got. I, I'm just telling you, I got skills. That nobody knows about because they won't give me a shot. <laughs> and you were present, right? I, I got it, I got it, I got it. Listen, we, we, we say, God, I want this boat, I want this new car, I want this house, and, and I've saved up for it, and, God, and, and we take care of it. We, we take it out to the river, and y'all know, I mean, uh, out to the, uh, Cedar Key, y'all know, if you take your boat to Cedar Key, what's the first thing you got to do before you get it home? Clean that thing off, get the salt off, right? We'll take care of all. We've delighted in the Lord. He gives us desires of our heart. But what it's so crazy to me, the one area that we will delight in the Lord. God, I want this spouse. I want this wife. I want this dude. This is all my boxes. Help me check them all and bring the right one to me. And then when they get there, we don't clean the salt off. We no longer take care of the thing, marriages, relationships, the things that we've been believing God for. But we delighted. God sent send, sender. Send her my way, Jesus. <laughs> but then we'll allow the stuff of the enemy. All right, let me, let, me just, let, me just, let me just move. Let me just move. Let me just keep. So I was thinking the other day, why do marriages fail? Because we don't go into marriage fail. And by the way, this is not just on marriage. This is for, we're going to talk about your singleness. We're going to talk about parenting. We're, we're going we're to talk about all, all this stuff. And there's a combination. So there's something in this one today for everybody. But we don't go into marriage primarily with the thought of, I'm going to fail, <laughs> right? We, we don't. We meant the vows that we said. I, 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 I truly believe that we meant the vows, but I don't necessarily know that we understood them. Let me give you an example. In sickness and in health, <laughs> we're always going to be healthy. How many know that's not true? It's unfortunate. In good times, in, in good times for better or for worse. Oh, it's never going to be worse. It's always going to be good. <laughs> My married people ain't talking back to me. I know because your wife's got you on lockdown. I know you better not say nothing right now because <laughs> it could get worse, right? <laughs> Listen, but then what happens? What happens? It's going to be great. You got the honeymoon vibes going on. But what happens about day four or five after being home from the honeymoon? Hello, real people. 
you realize, hey, this is going to take some work. <laughs> this is going to take a little hustle. This is going to take some commitment. It's gonna, and, that, and that takes time. Listen, where's all my parenting? Where's all my parents at? My par- my par- you understand that parenting also takes work, yes? Imagine if we approached parenting the way we did at marriage. Shan's hospital, this kid, I can't do nothing with them. It is too hard. Here you go. But we treat marriage that way. If it's too hard, we must depart. Irreconcilable differences. Bottom line, bottom line, let me put some air back in the room. Relationships take work, but you've got to be willing to work and understand that it's worth it. Look at your neighbor, tell, not your neighbor, look at your spouse. <laughs> hey. Look at your spouse and tell them, say, baby, I'm worth it. Yes, absolutely. So today I want to give you, and, and, and maybe, you, maybe you're single and you're, you just speak it out to your future spouse. You know, the one you're delighting yourself in the Lord so you can delight yourself in that. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's a whole other message. Don't know if I'll have the liberty to discuss that. But anyway, today I want to give you some tools to fight through the difficulties that we experience in relationships. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. I know I have not given you the title yet. I'm waiting. It's almost there. So for those of you that like to keep perfect notes, like we got to have the title and the date at the top. I apologize. We're not there yet. We're almost there. Proverbs 4.23 says this, above all else, above all else, above every other thing in your life right now, I'm, I'm adding this in there, above all else, guard your heart. Why? Because for everything you do, everything you think, everything you pray, and everything that you say, everything, every, somebody say everything. Everything you do flows from this area, yet we leave it unprotected. I'll never forget growing up, one of the things that my dad used to tell me all the time is, Bradley Wayne, guard your heart. As I was able to start dating, guard your heart. People in the community, Bradley, guard your heart. Not everybody who says they love you and and, and they sing your praise got your best interest, which is your heart. Guard your heart. I'm telling you today, no matter what level you are at, Hear hear those words from my dad today. Guard your heart. I want to speak to you from that very subject today. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. If you're married, then your marriage should be your heart. Guard your marriage. If you're single, guard and protect your heart. That That is what influences you. Come on, somebody. That is, that is where, be careful what you allow to, to become an influence into your life. Protect and guard your heart so that your heart doesn't become hard. If you want to live a drama-free, <laughs> peaceful life, guard your heart. If you want peace in your life, you can't entertain chaos. The reason the Bible says to guard your heart, because back in those days, they believed that, that your heart and the core of who you are were inseparable. That's why Solomon wrote, guard your heart, because out of it flows, excuse me, for out of it, it your, <laughs> because out of it, your life will flow. And this is what the Holy Spirit gave to me, kind of, kind of my version of that said, and I said this, from the passions of your heart flow the direction of your life. Whatever you're passionate about, that's what you'll go after. 
Bless God, when we start dating, I, I, I had to be at work at a certain time. But, and, and we worked for the same call center. She worked in West Point, Georgia. I worked almost in Atlanta, an hour away. But I went, some of you already know this story, but I'm going to tell you again because I'm trying to give you all some brownie points. Come on. I would go to a little place called Burger King, and I'd get that little brown bag, and I'd, I'd get that hot ham and cheese croissant, croissant, whatever you say, and, and, the, and the hash browns and a little Coke, and I would bring that to the call center. I got up extra early so that I wouldn't be late for work, but I was right on time for her. Come on, somebody. And not long after, I got to put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All because of Burger King. Hey, let me tell you something. Y'all hang out with the king, King Jesus. <laughs> Daddy gets it his way, don't I? Okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Look, you got to add humor because I'm serious though. You get around the king, you get around the king, protect your heart, delight yourself in him. He'll give you the desires of your heart, but you still have the opportunity to screw it up. Oh, did somebody say be careful? Listen. How many of those y'all can fake it? You can fake it for, for a while. You know what I'm talking about? I'll give you an example. You having one of those knock-down, drag-out arguments at the house that even the dogs are trying to find a place to run to? I don't, maybe not my house. Maybe it's, maybe, or maybe it's not your house. Maybe it's just mine. And it's getting heated. It's Friday, and, and things, you know, it's supposed to be date night, and that just turn, took a left turn, and you're like, uh-huh. And, and all things are going crazy. You're saying things. She's saying things. Nobody's throwing blows, but, but how many knows you can throw a blow with your... With your and then all of a sudden you hear ding dong and you're like, you look at each other and go, oh crap, we had people from the church come over tonight. Come in, how are y'all doing? Y'all are Johnny on the spot, aren't you? You're just here on time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's time to start drawing back in some of the, the mother words you were saying, right? Anybody ever been there? Or, or, or you're, you're having that, that, that date night discussion. It kind of went sideways and, and you're heading to Gainesville and you're having, a, you're having a moment. And then you get to the restaurant and you still, you, things are still tense. You know what I'm saying? You ever been there? It's kind of tense. And then the waitress, hey, I, my name is Susie Q and I'm going to be your waitress today. How y'all doing? Oh, we're, gr we're great. We're great. And, you're, and, you're, and she's like kicking you on the table. Don't you say nothing. Oh, we're good. We're, we're going to need two bottles of wine, but we good. <laughs> Anybody? Listen, you can fake it for a little bit, but I'm telling you, whatever's in your heart will begin to lead you, and you, you well, but I wouldn't follow that. No, 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 you're already stepping. You're already headed that way because you didn't guard your heart. You're watching stuff on TV that's telling you love is easy, love is cool, love is good, and then if love don't work out, just head out. Find you some new love. Everybody say guard your heart. So let's talk about marriage relationships. I got a lot of info for you today, and I'm going to knock it out in the next 20 minutes. Researchers estimate that 41% of all mar first marriages will end in divorce. 41%. Why is that? I'll tell you what happened, because somebody's heart got hard. Somebody's heart got cold. The Bible refers to it as wax cold. This, this, this beautiful scented candle is represents your life and your marriage. 
And how many knows if I light this thing, it's solid right now, but if I light this, and by the time we give the benediction and we go home, how many knows that what, what the heat actually causes that wax to soften and it'll liquefy? Let me just say this. You should always keep your marriage hot and spicy. I, don't, I know some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, in church. Do I need to take y'all to the Song of Solomon? Uh, uh, uh-huh. do, do I need to talk, t- take you back? Some of y'all ain't ready. The reason that our culture is in the crazy, messed up position that it is in is because the church has tucked its tail, held its head down, and didn't talk about the stuff that the world will say, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it in a jacked up way. You need to keep it hot and spicy. I feel like Dennis Weber right there. I remember I used to sit right there and go, Dad, 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 stop. Ooh. But that would liquefy. But if I blow that out, how many knows it'll, it'll become hard again? Why? Because it was shown no attention. Fan the flame in your relationships. I'm trying to help you. Some of you are like, this is, there's no need for this in church. It's cold in your house. It's real cold in your house. <laughs> now let, me, let me keep moving. <laughs> let me keep moving. Let me, I'm going to have some people start testifying here in a minute. Let, let me tell you something. Listen, there is nothing worse than being in a marriage with no heat. <sighs> there is nothing worse than being... That, 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 that candle is beautiful. It smells good. But there is nothing worse than being in a marriage with no, no heat. Let me break this down for you. Let me tell you why this is important. Listen, listen, I, I know, I know. This is not your typical Sunday morning revival message. But if you get this, it'll cause revival in your home. Listen, before adultery happens, the relationship was cold already. Before the violence and abuse started, the relationship was cold. Before you started communicating to your spouse through your kids, Well, Grace, mommy sure is spicy today, isn't she? (laughs) Before you start doing those things, it was already cold. Because you didn't protect it and guard it. You left it out for all the elements. You left it out for all everything the world is throwing to come by and swish swish your flame. And, And by the way... It takes two people, not just one. It, it takes two people to keep that flame going. It's the responsibility. That's a big word. It's the responsibility of both parties to protect and guard what's closest and nearest to your heart. Here's my point. Relationships break down when someone's heart grows cold. Today, I want to give you three things, real quick. I want to give you three things. Are y'all okay? Is everybody good? Are you getting something out of this? Okay, I'm trying to hook somebody up tonight. I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say a healthy church is a growing church. A healthy marriage is a hot marriage. I don't care about age. Age don't mean nothing to me. Man, I sound like that for real right now. 
I'm not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable. We'll take God's tithe money and go to a Cinemax and we'll, and we'll pay to watch somebody else do this, this stuff for us. This adultery and this other stuff. Amen. We'll become, once you become entertained by chaos, don't be freaked out when chaos shows up at your door. Because you've opened yourself up. You've opened your heart up. Amen. You've not protected it and guarded it. I'm talking to myself right now. There's things that I don't need to be putting before my eyes. I'm going to dig a little bit. I'm going to dig in your, in, your, in your stuff in just a minute. Hold on. Because <laughs> he was digging on mine this week. Protect your heart. Yes. Amen. Because out of it will flow the direction of your life. I want to give you three things that we must guard our hearts against, heart against. First one, and here it is. Pop quiz. Boom, sin. Guard your heart against sin. This is not just marriage, but specifically for me. But guard your heart against sin. That's why it's a big word in the Bible, for the Bible. Big, big Bible word. Amen. And most of the time when you hear it, what, when you hear the word sin in church, a lot of churches don't talk about sin anymore. On, but when you talk about sin, when you hear it, and, and you hear it in the context of your sins are forgiven, and that's true. But just because you're forgiven doesn't change the fact that you were foolish. Wait, what? Yeah, you're forgiven, but you still did it. Let me say it this way. Just because God forgives you of your sin doesn't mean that there won't be consequences for your sin. Somebody's thinking, man, this message stings this a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it's actually okay to show up at church and go, ooh, preacher, oh, because if all you're doing is, that's good, that'll preach. Come on, white boy, do that thing. Sometimes we need, the, we need the Holy Spirit to push a little something on our table and go, yeah, that's, that's an area. And you have a decision and a choice when you walk out of here today. You have a choice. You can either pick it up and do something with it, or you can leave it here and continue in chaos Destruction, unrest. Are you hearing me today? When you get this word in you, and it is not just written on your heart, but it is, it is engrafted inside of you, it will change every area of your life, your marriage, your single life, whatever. It will change you. Let me say it again. You can be forgiven, but sin can still disrupt and destroy your life and relationships. I could go to a club in Gainesville this weekend and knock back a few bubblies. Come on. I could knock back a few and then on my way home cause an accident that kills somebody. God will forgive me, but I'm probably still going to go to jail. <laughs> I could go rob Walmart today. Got to hope nobody gets robbed over there today because y'all going to be like, it, it was Pastor B. It's one of his, another one of his illustrated sermons. God could forgive me, but I'm still probably going to do some time. Follow me now. Follow me. Let me keep moving. My sin can still destroy my life and the lives of other people. I can be forgiven, but there's going to be a lot of work to do to get back. I'm trying to save you from a heartache, from a lot of heartache and pain roads that I've walked that you probably would be completely shocked if I told you that I've walked those roads. And done the thing. I should have been shot, to be honest with you. 
So what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. Write that down. What is sin? Sin is missing the mark. God, God instructs us to do something, and we miss the mark. We all do it. We all do it. We all sin. But sin becomes dangerous when sin becomes a trespass. How many of y'all got do not trespass signs on your, or beware of dogs, you don't even own a dog? Y'all, why? Because you're trying to let somebody know, don't you cross this line, I got something for you. You may not know Jesus, but you're going to be introduced to him real quick. <laughs> sin becomes dangerous when it becomes a trespass, meaning when we go outside the limits or go outside of the boundaries, when we go into places and spaces that we know we should not be. Because you're walking in there with a completely exposed heart, saying, I, whatever's in this room, whatever's in this group of people, whatever's in this club, I'm exposing myself to it. That's it's what you're doing, by the way. This is not, a, this is not condemnation. No, but I got, the, I got the Spirit of God in here. I almost, I, almost broke, I almost broke a dance move down, and I had to remember I was in church. I know better. I know better. Y'all, what's really funny is I, I, I can't dance. But, but I, 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 you... Don't be so naive and don't be so puffed up that you think you're so that that the enemy, he's crafty. He has taken down more people who have, who, who have led churches. He led people that walked with Jesus. He, he confused them. He, he caused them to doubt the very one he, that they watched do miracles, that he was even the one. Listen, I'm nobody and neither are you. Don't think so highly of yourself that you think yourself to be untouchable by the enemy. So those of us that are married, we have to be very careful in our marriages not to let trespassing happen. If you're married, that's the note. Don't be looking at me. That's what you should be writing down. Don't let trespassing happen. Bradley Wayne, let's be real and practical. Don't do anything that would make your spouse feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, hurt, insecure, or betrayed. Let Let me dig a little deeper. Would that text message that you're sending to that other person make your wife feel insecure, sir? I I try to be very mindful that when I'm sending text messages, even to our leaders within this house, that I am copying my wife on them. I know, this this is... Would that photo on Instagram that you're liking make her feel secure or insecure? Would following that fitness model, sir, on Instagram make your wife feel secure or insecure? Yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm trying to get healthy. Oh, I bet you are. Dude, pornography is not hidden anymore. It's not hidden. It's out. The clothing attire of today is not the modesty of yesterday. Literally yesterday, it's changed overnight. Would that conversation, ma'am, with that coworker make your husband feel secure or insecure? Would complaining, complaining to the ladies in your, in your group about what you, the things that gripe you about your husband, would it make him feel secure in his manhood or would it hurt him? 
Oh, it would not only hurt him, but it would begin to create distance in your heart between you and him. Words are powerful. Whether they hear them or not, you're you're letting your heart hear. You're letting your heart hear. You got to be careful that you're not trespassing. Psalms 66, uh, uh, excuse me, Psalm 16.6 in the Amplified says this. We're talking about boundaries. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me. Everybody say boundaries are for me. What I just, I just went through some boundaries for you. I just, we talked about text messages, right? We talked about your Instagram accounts and who you're following and, and what you're liking. The boundary, boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. It's pleasant back here. But if I step outside the boundaries, it is very unpleasant. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. You want to live a peaceful life in places that are pleasant? Stay within the boundaries. You want to live in peace? Stay within the boundaries. When I'm honoring Amy, when I'm loving Amy, when I'm serving Amy, it's pleasant. But when I'm serving me and only looking out for B, when I know she needs me to do something and I don't do that, there's things I got to pay so close attention. She shouldn't have to tell me that she needs it done. I should be, I recognize and just do it. And don't do it for the applause. And don't do it for the night that you can go behind the closed doors. Hello, somebody. It ain't all about that. It's quiet up in this church. I'm going to say it again. Guard your heart against sin. And that's tough because sin is pleasurable. That's why people do it. If it wasn't fun, (laughs) they wouldn't do it. This is what I want you to wrestle with this week. Who is leading? This is for the married people. Who is leading, leading your marriage? Hold up. Before you say him or her, this is where I'm headed. Is it sin leading or is it Jesus leading? Okay. How do I know what sin looks like? This is what sin looks like. Secrets. Selfishness, cold, driven by lust, and having an all-about-me mentality. That's sin. Here's what Jesus wants wants our marriages to look like. Service, kindness, humility and love, having an all-about-us mentality. Amy told me a long time ago, if you go to the store and buy you something, this was early on in our marriage, I had to learn real quick. You buy you something... You buy me something. Isn't that what you told me? It sure did. And I wanted it to be pleasant in my house. So if I get B a gift, mama gets a gift. (laughs) Hard work pays off, though, gentlemen. Sorry. Okay. Who's leading your marriage? This This is it right here. My prayer is that you will let Jesus lead. Know this about sin. Sin always starts small and relatively innocent, but sin always grows with a desire to control. There can be no controlling in our, in our marriage. The day that I begin, begin getting controlling up here, there, there's, there's secret sin in my life. Come on. Ho, ho, ho. The day that I start controlling you, 
or that, excuse me, the day that I attempt to try to control you, it's because there is some, I'm exposing that there's something going on in an area of my heart that I have let it become exposed. So, so, number two, the thing we should guard our hearts against, resentment. Sin is number one, resentment number two. One doctor describes resentment as a complex emotion made up of a mixture and many layers of disappointment, disgust, anger, and fear. You think, well, how in the world, how in the world does this happen? It's because of unmet expectations. I share that with, with couples that I, now that I'm doing um, weddings and, 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 and premarital counseling. One of the biggest things that, is, that causes friction in a marriage is unmet expectations. And the reason is because we're so unbelievably different. I don't mean just physically. I'm saying we're different. Y'all know how many people have showed me pictures of the, the toilet paper? Like when the pa- I had somebody text me the other day when I started talking about, is your toilet paper, are you, a to- a to- are you an over or under toilet paper person? And somebody sent me the day that it was sent and it was patented that the picture was described as over. So for all of you guys that think that the toilet paper should be over, it should be over. We're different. <laughs> I know that was just a little nonsense, but we're different. That's what creates the friction. Don't allow resentment. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Here's the issue with resentment. It always starts under the surface. It starts under the surface. You don't see it right away, but here's the danger. The stronger the roots, the greater the tree. Just because you can't see it, know that there are roots growing deep. Resentment. Be careful. Guard your heart. Guard your marriage. Communication is vitally important in any relationship. If it's bothering you, open up and talk about it. Let, let, me just, let me just do a little side note, and then I'm going to give you the last one. Here's what a healthy marriage requires. Repentance, forgiveness, and compromise. Write that down. It's, just, it's so good. A healthy marriage requires repentance, forgiveness, and compromise. I'm going to break these down. Hold on. When you thought I was getting ready to lighten up, I'm fixing to crank it down a little bit more. Here's what repentance means. Humble yourself and own it. Own it. Own it. I'm going to tell you what, this, this, this is hard for guys. Hold on. No excuses, just own it. Saying I'm sorry is only going to go so far. But you can undo I'm sorry with 25 excuses. Well, I just had a bad day, so it should, I'm sorry, but, I'm sorry, but. That but will get you in trouble. B-U-T. Just own it. Yeah, but I, I want to defend myself. But instead, just own it. How defending himself look for Adam? He could have said, God, I'm sorry I ate the fruit. But what'd he say? God, this woman you gave me. Blame will always show up. Repent, own it, and apologize. Forgiveness means not holding your spouse's mistake against them. Hello, hello, hello. How many scorekeeper marriages do we have? Don't raise your hand. And don't raise your spouse's hand for them. This is, listen, this does not mean you can't confront patterns. This is teaching. I'm just, te- I'm just, I'm just trying to give you some information. A good marriage will, requ- will require good, con- good conflict. Conflict is, conflict is good if it's good conflict. 
If you think you have a great marriage because you don't have any conflict, you don't have a great marriage, you have an active volcano. If you think that, well, we're good, we don't have any conflict. No, you're fixing to have some because something is stirring underneath the surface. Because your flesh sometimes dictates and their flesh sometimes dictates. And when you put two flesh that aren't the same moving in the same direction, you're going to have an eruption. Let me say this. Never let someone demand forgiveness from you. Never let someone demand. Let me show you what that looks like. Well, Jesus said you got to forgive me. Jesus forgave 70 times 7, so you got to forgive me. It's under the blood. It's under the blood of Jesus. you got to forgive me. Never allow someone to demand forgiveness from you. No one can demand forgiveness. If someone is demanding forgiveness from you, they don't, they don't want grace. They just want another opportunity to mess you over again. They're trying to use forgiveness as a weapon to manipulate. And hear me, church, you can't use a spiritual principle to get what you want from another person. So a healthy marriage requires repentance, forgiveness, and compromise. Compromise is, is giving in, not giving up. Well, I guess I'll just do it her way. That, that's not compromise. That's giving up, not giving in. Well, I just better do it his way or he's going to freak out. That's not compromise. That's just giving up. I just might as well just do it his way. That's not compromise. Listen, I may not get what I want, but I want what's best for our marriage. You got to be okay with that. Lastly, third thing, and I'm, I'm coming down the home stretch. Sorry, I gave you guys a lot of information today, but I, I, I feel like it's going to be the strength of our marriages. I really do. Third thing that you need to guard your heart from is voices of division. I say this in premarital counseling. It's probably one of the first things that I tell them. Don't let anything, anybody, nobody, parents, friends, kids later on down the line, don't let anybody come in between you and your spouse. Mark 10, 9 says this in the NIV. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Don't let anything come between you and your spouse. Not friends, not family, not your kids, not your schedule. The answer to a divided home is this. If your home is divided, the answer is this, transparency and openness. It's not chemistry and hobbies. That's not going to save your marriage. Because what happens behind closed doors, let's just be honest, that's for you. Come on now. Come on, let's just be real. And it's not hobbies. Well, if, if, I can get her to go to the, if I can get her to go to the golf range with me, if I can get her to go to the shooting range with me, if I can get her to get in the boat and go fishing with me. Y'all are different for a reason. <laughs> Listen, in marriage, the depth of your transparency will determine the depth of your intimacy. Let me say that again. The depth of your transparency will determine the depth of your intimacy. Let me challenge you just a little bit more. Your spouse should have complete access to your phone. Can I just be real, Pastor B, for just a minute? Because we got too many areas that we can be different people at. And I'm not trying to dip into your lives 
But I got to be honest. We're allowing, we're allowing these things to dip into, we're allowing the power that comes through these things, we're allowing it to dip into our lives. So why, why is it so uncomfortable to have a preacher? I'm even trying to lighten it up and, and add a little humorous jokes. Why does it feel uncomfortable to have somebody tell truth when we're being exposed to a lie every day? So don't hate me. But, but Amy has complete access to my phone. She can pick it up anytime she wants to. And likewise, mine with hers. Your spouse should have complete access to your browsing history. If you want to protect your marriage, these are the things you, you protect and guard your heart. These are the areas that you need to accept the challenge. Somebody say, this, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Get over it. I, I, I'm not trying to just have a bunch of people in here and make everybody feel good. I'm trying to get you to a place where your marriage is successful and you succeed and then you can tell the enemy to go back to hell. And take all your technology. Yes, I'll use this stuff to bring glory and honor to God. But I'm going to put protection on it so that the enemy can't have full access to my life. You say, Pastor B, we're not there in our relationship right now. Let me tell you something. Let me challenge you. Get there. Get somehow, somehow, some way. Get there. But I'm not keeping secrets, Pastor B. And maybe, maybe you're not. May, maybe you're not keeping secrets. But I'm telling you, it's an avenue and a door that the enemy, if he can just give you, just get you to open it up just a little bit, he'll kick that thing and bust it, bust it wide open. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any side hustle or side chicks or side, I don't have none of that. But if you got secret, if you got, if you've got a way to keep a secret, I like this. I like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you've got a way to keep a secret, it won't be long before you have one. You say what you want to. You can't convince me otherwise because I've kept secrets in my past. And I'm so thankful for the grace and forgiveness of my Heavenly Father. In a world full of darkness, we've got to bring light back into our marriages. you got to bring, bring light back into the places that the enemy is trying to, to cover and, and create darkness. you got to bring the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bring it into your marriage. Your spouse should have all access to every one of your social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Why? Because you've got to stand guard against the enemy's schemes to take you down. He is not trying to get you to have one more argument. He's trying to destroy your home. It may be hard sometimes. I'm done. It may be hard sometimes. It may be a struggle to fight, but I'm here to tell you it is worth fighting for. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your relationships. Fight, fight, fight. I'm done. I'm done. Gosh, I'm done. Will you stand? I just want to say a prayer of blessing. There's no altar call today. I think you got enough to take home today.
Oh, there's another one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Plan a weekly. This is going to be hard. This is my married people. Plan a weekly. Weekly. I was always here in the month. But Jesus said this week, he said, no, a weekly date night. Sorry, Ansley Grace. We, she's the last one in our home, and we always plan a date night, and she's at the table doing schoolwork, and we look at her as we're walking out, and we're like, Grace, you want to go with us? Because we love our daughter. But listen, plan a weekly date night. This can be expensive if it didn't have to be. If you've, all, if you've had a, a rough day and you don't feel like talking, go to the movies. But be together. Weekly date night. And, and I just did Allie and Delexon's um, premarital counseling. They're getting married in a couple weeks. I don't think they're here today. Um, but I, when we, we talked about that and I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar. And schedule everything else around it. And gosh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like... Yeah, because we'll, we'll plan a date night, but then something else will come scooted out of the way. Put it on the calendar, and then if somebody says, hey, you got something you want to get together? Mm, got a date night. Make that a priority. If you're, that's the bottom line. If you're not making guarding your heart a priority, I'm telling you, the enemy is going to make it a priority to destroy your heart and destroy your lives, destroy your home, destroy your future, and the purpose that God has for you. I'm just telling you. But I didn't think, I didn't think the enemy had any power. He doesn't, but you do. Because if you don't take this, you're basically saying, I, I don't care. Father, I thank you for your word. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.